irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to Question Reality with Priscilla Leona, right here on LA Talk Radio. Hi, welcome to Question Reality. I am Priscilla Leona, producer and host of the show, and we are coming to you live from Los Angeles, California. For 10 years, we've been ranked the number one entertainment career advice internet radio show. And this show is for you. If you listen to or are currently pursuing or dreaming about a career in the entertainment industry, our guests will help you by providing tips, advice, and resource information on how and what it takes to successfully pursue a career in a wide variety of show business professions. Now, the guests on our show include Emmy winners, Grammy winners, Tony Award winners, reality TV stars, film and music producers, film, television, theater directors, casting directors, talent managers, screenwriters, actors, singers, songwriters, comedians, script supervisors, stunt people, and we throw in a damn entertainment attorney around the holiday season just because there are people too. If you missed any of our shows, please go to our archive page on the latalkradio.com website and search for our show title, Question Reality, or search by my name, Priscilla Leona. And all of the Question Reality shows are also available for free on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher.com under the podcast section. And please make sure you get our free mobile app on the homepage of the latalkradio.com website. It's located on the right-hand side towards the bottom, so you just have to scroll, scroll, scroll. And finally, if you want to be a guest or refer someone to be a guest on the show to promote and showcase themselves, their products, and genuinely help listeners with great career advice, we are currently booking guests through December. So go to our official website, which is questionrealityradioshow.com, and click the contact link to submit for interview consideration. Now, I am so excited today because we have this gorgeous gentleman on the show that I have literally known, I'm going to say realistically, hmm, I think we were introduced by my friend Ernest Thomas from, uh, you remember him from What's Happening. And, <laughs> yes. And um, what other show is, uh, what hap- what's happening? And then he was on Everybody, Hates, Everybody Chris, Hates Chris. And then he's done so many movies. He's like an icon in the uh, television and movie business. Ernest Thomas, and he introduced me to one of our guests today, and I don't know what happened, but we've been trying to get him on the show for, realistically, at least 10 years, I think, 10 years at least. Uh, I've had the show for 10 years, so it's gotta be at least 10 years, Um, but we have him today on the show. His name is Alan Matz. He is a director and writer. We also have another little hottie in the show. You know only book hot looking men. You know that's my definite criteria. You don't get on this show if you got like a honey boo boo thing going on. You definitely need
need at least three to four teeth, at least. But we have a gorgeous man on the show today. And um, I hope I pronounce his name. You know, if it has like four or five letters in it, it's like, what? What is that? No, not really. His name is Rustin Nutson. Yes. That's good. Where's the, where are the, see, my, Albert has done it again. Thank you. What? He, I am going to fire him one day, husband or no husband. He never gets the applause right. We also have yeah, but a... but he's a hottie, too. I know. The, oh, yeah. Well, he, we've announced that for 10 years. He's a little hottie, too. Uh, but uh, we also have a uh, another uh, lady joining us. Uh, she is on her way. L.A. traffic, obviously. Her name is Breeza, and I hope I pronounced this right. Cova Rubius? We're going to go with that. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. I've known her for a couple of years now, and I'm still not quite sure. Yeah, that's a long one. That's a long name. Brisa Cova Rubia. So uh, she is an actress, and uh, they are all part of Alan's latest film, which is called Magic Hour. And we're going to be talking to him today, and we're going to find out how, you know, what the hell does a director do? What the hell does a line producer do? And we all know what an actor does, but mm, the mystery lies more in the director and line producer today. So we're going to find all about that. Um, But first, I want to tell you, I was coming in, and right before this show, we have a show called Frank Talk, and one of the co- well, the co-host is a lady who you may know from the Brady Bunch uh, and uh, as little Cindy Brady, Susan Olsen and she uh, she was coming out and she had these young hot boys and I'm like oh I gotta introduce myself so I find out that one of the gentlemen are, is her son and they have a band and it's called Seizure I love that title, Seizure and they're gonna be performing at the Whiskey A Go Go this, I think it's Thursday, July 26 I think it is at 9.30. So I'm sure that little Cindy Brady or Susan Olsen will be there. Um, Chance to meet her. She's a lovely, lovely person. Very nice. Very kind person. Uh, The band is Seizure at Whiskey A Go Go. So check it out this Thursday at 9.30. And then also, I want to tell you again, again, as you know, I am a judge on several... Uh, film festivals. One of them is the Burbank International Film Festival and another one is NSAEN Film Festival and we are currently accepting film submissions and you say what is NSAEN? Well if you didn't I'm I'm just going to pretend you did. It stands for No Strings Attached and it is, um, they, we invite both seasoned and new filmmakers and film professionals from around the world to submit entries for this. It's a really exceptional online film festival. And we recognize that there's a growing community of disabled filmmakers. So we enthusiastically invite you, if you are disabled, uh, to participate in our inaugural festival. And we give a portion of every submission to the Cheers to Warriors. It's a 501c nonprofit organization that's primarily, the mission is providing financial assistance through monetary grants to U.S. veterans who've been injured in combat. It's a very, very important cause. And I would highly suggest that you choose my film festival over anyone else 
else is because I don't know of any other film festivals that give a portion to uh, war veterans. Very important. I mean, not saying there isn't, but don't know any. Now, let's talk about our very first guest, Alan. Alan. Actually. <laughs> Settle down, settle oh, down. Oh, my goodness. So, uh, Alan <laughs> yeah. is, uh, let's talk about, well, first of all, Alan moved to California from New Jersey, East Coast. Yes, yeah. I'm from Connecticut. After graduating film school in New York in 1994, and he started working in music videos and commercials for 10 years, he became the head writer for Megas XLR on the Cartoon Network for two seasons. This was followed by being a story editor on Puka. That's correct. Yeah, Puka for Disney uh, Jet Ticks in the UK. He wrote and produced Sasquatch Hunters. Oh, I love that title. <laughs> yeah. Uh, every time I read titles, I think of porn. I'm like, what's wrong with me? Am I demented or sick? I don't even like porn films, but I I think see... we're going to turn that one into a porno. <laughs> I think that would be a good title. Yeah. And um, and Russ, he's gonna he's going to audition because I see him thinking right now. Uh, well, with a name like Rustin uh, Nutson, I mean, he's, yes, yeah, he's kind of built for it. He's oh, no. got it. He's got the Sasquatch thing going on. Uh, Sasquatch Hunters was purchased by Sony Home Entertainment for DVD release and aired on the Sci Fi Channel in 2005. And Alan has directed a number of spec commercials, music videos, demo reels, and now is the writer and director of Magic Hour. Welcome, Alan. Thank you. It's good to be here. Finally. Oh. Finally. Oh, yeah. After 10 years, I've been begging. Overcompensating for that applause now. <laughs> Getting a little crazy. He's got one duty, and boy, is he really going for it. All right. Um, sure. Yes. As a matter of fact, Albert, I was wondering if you could maybe get me that little thing we talked about in the car, if you don't mind, and that'll, like, Get, save us from some applause for at least five minutes. He'll be back on that applause button. No uh, it should be in the car on the floor or somewhere. I don't know. I'm looking for my little tripod. Um, I just started getting into this Facebook Live stuff, so forgot my tripod. And I we really can use Rustin. To... Yeah. He can hold it. Oh, <laughs> just don't put me in it. A yeah. Jobs I'm getting, yeah. I believe that's actually a description of line producer, isn't it? Hold it. Hold yeah. the hold the camera. Hold the camera. Tripod when nobody else is there. No, can, can you see yourself? Because it's see space. You. Oh no! Oh, we don't want that. It's, how do we do that? Oh, how did Russ did Russ? How do you turn it around? Oh uh, boy! I usually just, yeah. Oh, there's a little thing. Yeah. Okay. Thing. I usually. Oh no! Now it's turned around. Now yeah. is it right? There he is. Okay. So I have given Alan as director. He is going to multitask, and he's going to. <laughs> Keep it on <laughs> he, <laughs> he is in charge of doing the I Facebook Live. <laughs> and he looks very, very... Pr I don't know. He is going into the porn look when he's doing that thing with his chin. Oh, is that what oh you is? have got the Sasquatch Hunter job. Right, Alan? Yeah, without a he, doubt. He is I don't totally, even need him to audition. Uh, yeah, really? that you just passed. So <laughs> Alan is going to be holding the uh, Facebook Live people. So if anything goes wrong, it's Alan's fault. Yes. And he's a director, so this is a test of his skills well, right that now. That generally means I don't know how to do anything, and I tell other people what I want. 
<laughs> wow. Well, let's go into that. No, we briefly talked on the phone, uh, talked out in the lobby about something I was fascinated, this no-budget filmmaking. Yeah. And I said to you, so, Ellen, what was the budget for your film? And you held up a big zero. And I said, what? That's right. And I said, what the hell? Because so many people, of course, would love to do a great film with zero film, uh, a film budget, but have it look good, of course, high production value. How does one do that, Alan? Uh, well, first, no, let, let me... Russ! Let me so <laughs> <laughs> okay, there you go. Right. Russ, feel uh, free to get up and move around if you want. Yes, you are in charge. You can... no, I, wait a minute, I think this was a mistake. That's good. That's a great angle. Look at that. He's also auditioning to be your DP, too. He's doing a great job. So um, what about, uh, what is this zero? How did you make this film with zero money? That's well, impossible. It is impossible. But what you make up for the lack of money, you spend time. So here's what happened. Um, I spoke to a friend of mine. His name is Anthony Cupo. He's the actual producer of the film, and he's back east in New Jersey. And I said, hey, let's make a movie. Because with the way the industry is now, um, unless you're already rolling in money, you're not going to get any money. Nobody, nobody wants to give you anything unless you've already done something. And yeah. you have to have money to do something. Right. Right? So right. you're in that catch-22. Yeah. Or unless you just know somebody who's already just going to, you know, squeak you in. So um, I said, hey, I got this idea. I'm going to write this script. And um, we're going to make a, a film for, like, no money. And we put it together and immediately <laughs> figured out that it was going to cost about $160,000. Ooh. So we're like, well, that completely defeated the purpose of what we had intended to do. So while we started to figure out how we were going to find money for that film, I got really impatient and I was like, you know what? Screw it. This time I'm going to write a film that literally will cost us no money. It's going to be a feature film and I'm going to figure out, you know, what I have and use what I have. And I think that's that's where it comes into play where you can do something if you just figure out what your film is going to be based on what you already have. What don't you have to pay for? So I knew what I didn't have to pay for was my apartment, uh, Rustin's apartment, you know, people whose homes I could use. Or um, I said, um, I'm going to write something that takes place in the middle of the night out on the streets around where I live. So mm. we're just going to run around with our camera at, you know, midnight, one o'clock in the morning. It's going to take place at night. And it's, you know, and then I'll find actors that, you know, are really hungry and want to, you know, have a good part, you know. So you find things, you, you write a story around what you already have. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'm not going to have anything lit. It's all going to be practical lighting. So we Ooh. don't need equipment. You know, um, the DP I had had his own equipment and he was willing to. Um, put in the time, you know, because right. he also wanted to, um, you know, put together his own reel. You know, he wanted to, you know, put himself out there and he wanted stuff to shoot. And it was it was exciting for him because he got to kind of really play around with just street lamps and, and lighting in your apartment, you know, to and, and still made it look phenomenal. You know, so what I did, what you really end up doing is you you write around what you already have. OK. And then you end up spending very little. Now, I had to spend a little bit of money here and there. But, you know, if I'm talking, you know, I need some breakaway glass. Yeah. You know, that's going to cost me 75 bucks or, you know, whatever. But at the end of the day, I can't I don't think we've spent 
I don't think we came even close to spending a thousand dollars. No. Yeah. Now, uh, Alan is looking. If you're uh, looking at this, you see Alan looking to his left. He's looking at uh, the gorgeous Russ because Russ is the line producer. What do you? He looked to him to kind of, yes. yeah, turn that right on you, Russ. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a gorilla this style, is... <laughs> just <laughs> a gorilla style Facebook live. Yeah, me. it's kind of tilted. I don't know how to get it not tilted, know. but do the best you can. It's, ob- it's oblique. Oh, look who's here. Look who's here. Oh, it's Breeza. Oh, my gosh. Hey. Breeza. Okay, Rustin, get the hell out of here. No, we don't need no, you. No, 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 absolutely not. Albert is going to give her the headphones. Oh, yeah. Okay. And uh, and then you can, you know, scoot more light. towards Albert. And then, uh, and um, Russ is in charge of the Facebook Live. Oh, yeah. So show that Breeza has come. <laughs> That's Breeza. Oh, hey! Oh, my God. Look at that gorgeous hair. I want to scalp her ass right now and put it right on my head. And it's you know beautiful. What? That is not the first time someone said that to Oh, me. it's, so, it's wow. Pantene. It's Pantene hair. It's beautiful. Oh, Thank you so oh much. gosh. Okay, so we were talking, uh, Breeza. We just started talking to Alan, uh, and Alan was uh, explaining how he did his film were practically no no money. So we had turned to Russ, and Russ, is, as line producer, is going to answer that question. Your input, Russ. Oh, uh, well, I mean, the first thing is, is, yeah, it's like Alan was saying, you have to grab, grab the resources that you have. Um, so one thing, you know, when we started out, uh, just for instance, it seems really minor, but it's, it's kind of funny. You know, I, I have a camera. I have a DSLR. I can't remember what it is, a Canon 60D, I think. And it's like, okay, well, we have a camera. It's not the greatest camera in the world, but we have a camera. Yeah. Then, you know, somebody, uh, it was Maurice, correct? That, uh, yeah, right? So yeah, Maurice, how, yeah. Yeah, so that's how we connected up to a better camera, different DP, and it's like, okay, then that takes some of the weight off of my shoulders, but we had it going in that we could have done it that way. And some of the reshooting and some of the small shots we've had to do online, but little practical things like that, um, I mean, in terms of advice, uh, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really know where to begin other than that you have to pull from whatever resources you can if you have any. So. When, when Alan came to you and said, I want to do this film and I have zero budget, what did you say? Oh, well, have... I mean, because I, you know, um, as, as you probably read from the short bio that I sent, I don't really do very much in entertainment. I've always, I always wanted to, but oh. um, so I've done very minor amount of stuff, and um, I think we had started... Uh, because we live in the same building, it was like, oh, you like doing this? I've got a camera. Let's, so we started doing some small shorts together, and then um, which we never really finished any of them. But then we moved on to the film, as he was talking about, and uh, and then eventually this one popped up, and it was like, okay, you know, let's just do something. Let's just get something done. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of th- there's no reason not to be able to do it now with yeah. with the equipment yeah. that's available to the general public. The apps, the technology. You mm-hmm. can you can you can shoot on a on a iPhone. And, you know, anybody, your computer that you buy at the store comes with editing software. So now, now, you still have to write a good story and you still have to have good characters. And, and yeah, there's things you can do. You know, you want your stuff to look good and sound good. Right. But in, in today's age, um, it's really just a question of get up and do it mm-hmm. if that's what you want to do. And it takes time, you yeah. know. I mean, we all have day jobs. You know, it's not, you know, everybody has to, you know work around everybody else's schedule and then trying to, you know, figure out when we can all get together and do it. And I think we ended up shooting over the course of a couple months. Yeah. 
you know, mostly at night. Um, always uh, at night. Not, not always. always? Br- br- and then there was that one day at the end there where we got to see the sun come up. Um, but, um, it, you know, it, it's just a question of how much you're, you want to commit to it. And are you really, are you ready to sit down and just do the work? And, and, you know, I, I think at some point we all wore every hat that there is on a film crew, you know, whether it's holding the boom, running the sound, uh, a, a reflector just to try and mm-hmm. get a little light to bounce off yeah. something, you know, it, it, we all, we all just did it. Acting. Know? Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. and that is definitely what I recommend because uh, when you start out, if you do want to be a director or a producer, you should always try to get a job as a production assistant. That way yeah. you'll learn the production yeah. assistant job, but it is so important to know everybody's function. You, you really shouldn't try to travel and just say, oh, I'm a producer and then rely on everybody else to do your work because they're they may not have the same style as you or they may not get it done the way you really want it done but if you can't effectively communicate via their tech their language or knowing what the job is then you can't tell somebody else to do a job right i mean how the hell do you do that that also goes for actors i feel like actors should get some breeze i'll come a little closer sweet pull that real close so you both share that Brisa, by the way, I hope we didn't butcher your name. We said Coba Rubius. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And you can. It's find... actually pronounced Smith. Ah! Um. Uh, real quick, we we check uh, Brisa. We did all this earlier, but check Brisa out on uh, Instagram at the Breezness. The underscore B R I Z N E S. That's Instagram, right? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, well, that's across the board. But I did want to reiterate the whole. Um, you, you do need to get these jobs as a PA or, or holding the boom or holding the sound. I definitely, after working on this project, I also did produce a, a, a web series while this was going on. It, it, it inspires you, you know? And as an actor, you, need, you have to respect these jobs. They're the ones that create the story. You're just another member of this beautiful creation that we're doing. And, and I think as actors, we forget. We're so in, in our craft that we need to also remind ourselves there are other jobs there that can help create the story. And, um, you know, when you have friends uh, and people who ask you to help out, why not do it and learn right on the job? You know, that's fake right. it till you make it a little bit. Oh, <laughs> that's right. Absolutely. Now, Alan, did yeah. anyone ever discourage you uh, from becoming a director? Did someone say, are you out of your mind, Alan? Why would you want to ever do that? You might not know this to look at me, but I do, I do come from the East Coast, and I do have a, a hefty <laughs> Jewish side of my family. So when uh, I was told, uh, when, I, when I said that I didn't want to be either a lawyer or a doctor. Uh, what I, are you, I, crazy? I, I You're making get... me schmitz over yeah. here. <laughs> you were there. I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 you were there. Oh. Um, but, you know, I was, I've, my family has always supported me. You know, my, my dad once, I was a terrible student, and my dad once said to me, I don't know where the hell you're going to go to college. And I was like, eh, uh, mm. same, you know, kind of, <laughs> kind of feeling that. I don't know either because I, I don't really want to go to school. And then we found, uh, I went, I ended up, um, we went to a college fair and saw nothing. So as we were literally leaving, <laughs> there was a, a table right towards the exit for a place called the School of Visual Arts, and in Manhattan. And I just barely got into it. When I got into that school, film schools were kind of becoming a the thing. thing. Yeah. And um, I wouldn't have been able to get into it a year or two later. I don't even know if I really got into it officially when I was there. I think it was just, you I just lucked out. Yeah, I just started You're showing like, up. <laughs> but um, 
what was um you know i i've my family has always supported me mm. you know they've always been, and and i've always um been surrounded by friends who kind of wanted to do the same thing or were just very supportive of, of what i wanted to do you know back in high school me and my friends would shoot stupid things on video um and you know and we always just had fun and, and they always knew that regardless of what they were going to do i was the one who was going to go out to california and i was going to try and get into the film industry so it's just always been my thing since since like five years old and what do you feel are the pros and cons of being a film director out here in california because it's different from new york yeah. or any other place oh. it really is well the pro give me three pros well, Obviously, you get the title. I'm a director, yeah, Mama. Yeah, look. yeah. You get, yeah. Everybody wants to uh, hold your hand or sleep with you. So that's pretty cool, uh, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh oh, Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> I once did. A, I, you know, I once did. I, I directed a music video uh, years ago, and um, the guy who was pre he performed at a club, and I went to go see him, and he said, "Hey, I just did a music video, and the director's here." And, um, you know, as soon as he got off the stage, I was talking to him and some woman just like crammed herself between us. And she's like, oh, my God, so you're a director. Uh, <laughs> and I, and I, I, you know, I just I, was, I just couldn't help but laugh. I couldn't uh, help but laugh. Yeah. I couldn't have been smooth even if I wanted to because I just thought it was so ridiculous. <laughs> um, but the, the pros, there's one pro to directing. Well, I mean, I guess there's two. One, if you're successful, you make a lot of money. Yeah. That's great. Everybody wants to make a lot of money. Um, I'm not successful. So. You know, I don't make a lot of money, so I, you know, I, I'm I'm still struggling like you know a lot of other people. Mm. But the the big pro to me is that if you love it, and I think this goes across the board in the film industry, in in every way, if you're doing what you love to do, it really is incredibly fun. It's just it's just mm. incredibly satisfying. You know, the, as a as a writer and a director. That's what I love to do. So when I'm doing it and when things are falling apart around me and I, we're, we're about to get kicked out of our location, you know, I still have six shots and I'm like, okay, ah, you know, I got to figure out, you know, what, what am I going to cut? You know, what do I just absolutely need? You know, and we, but we still make it work. You know, um, it's just incredibly satisfying, mm -hmm. you know, so loving what you do is the thing. Now, if you don't love it, yeah, you know, I've worked I as a PA, you know, I've worked behind the scenes. I've, I've helped other departments and it's, it's grueling work. And if you don't love it, you, you're just like, what the hell am I doing here? You know, but it is important to know what each department does. Ugh, it's um, so important. And, yeah. What now the, everything is so expensive to, to make a film. And mm -hmm. Uh, I think you're the writer on this. Uh, we're yeah. talking about. We're going to talk about Magic Hour. Uh, we're saving it. It's so magical. <laughs> we're saving it. Um, <laughs> let's talk about. Let's talk about Magic Hour. Okay. okay. So everything's expensive. Um, how do you prioritize? Uh, because I think you're the screenwriter, director, screenwriter and I don't know about and, and also and a director. producer. But... Uh, I I let Anthony Cupo handle that. Okay. I, I was like, I hate producing. Oh my god. Oh, okay. So how did you? As a director, I guess, maybe mm -hmm. we'll talk. Uh, how did you prioritize uh, when you're on a budget, you know the budget. So it's a little different because sometimes, you know, when you have an executive producer or producer, it's like they get the money and then all you have to worry about directing. But yeah. with you being the writer and director, it's a little different. So um, hopefully you have a team like the gorgeous Russ here. Uh, but just in case you, you want me to leave the room, just want, <laughs> but just in case you don't <laughs> have a team and you have to do it all yourself, what do you do? Like for first time filmmakers, what do you um, Here's what I, here's my biggest bit of advice regarding that. Um, and this kind of goes back to the, the first idea, use what you have, yep. but, but know what you have and know what it's going to cost. So, 
Um, and that no, happens in writing, because as you said yes. earlier, when you're writing, if you don't have a big budget, then write for things that are no budget. Right. It costs zero money to yeah. go out and shoot without a tripod. Because if you get a tripod, you're going to start needing a permit. <gasps> I know. So, you know, but now everybody's got these handheld gimbals and everything. So, you know, it's, you know, it's steady cams and things like that that people can just get. Yeah. It's a little easier to get by, you know, you don't always need to have a tripod. But, um, you know, you, I wrote it to be cheap. Mm-hmm. I, I, I wrote it to be cheap. I yeah. mean, that's just it. You know, yeah. I knew that, you know, once we all agreed that the script was done, all we would have to worry about was the directing and the acting and the cinematography. And you have to go into it knowing that. Don't write something yeah, like and car blow, chases. You know, like some Tom Cruise skyscraper right. you know, scenes. Don't write something that you know you're not going to have and that you then say, well, this is, okay, now that I've got all these big things, now I'll, I'll pull back. It's like, well, no, now you can't pull back because now your story is dependent on these set pieces you've written. And right. now you're saying you're going to remove those set pieces. So what do you have? You know, so write what you have and focus on the character, right. focus on the story and make that solid. And then the other stuff is just eye candy anyway. Yeah. You know, so if you have people like Brisa and our other lead, Maurice, and all the talented people that we had in the film and behind the scenes, they're going to carry it. You know, you don't need all that spectacle. In fact, Magic Hour is a film that if it was done by Hollywood would be a big spectacle film. We're just we're 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 what's happening somewhere else you know while the spectacle's happening all right. somewhere so else. tell us what is magic hour about we're at that Ooh. point we're at the magic hour yeah. magic hour it's happening yes. right now ladies and gentlemen Snap <laughs> this. <laughs> this is my porno voice oh, that's good <laughs> maybe i get some voice over better porno voice um magic hour is a love story mm-hmm and it, uh, it takes place on the eve of the apocalypse. Oh. The world is about to end. And it is about... You always uh, have to get a quickie in. <laughs> well, it's about our, you our, our young couple, um, half of which Brisa is got Brisa. a quickie in. Oh, <laughs> all right. There's plenty of story about that in the story to Magic Hour. Um, oh, there is? There is. <laughs> um, so it... Um, yeah, it's a love story that takes place on the eve of the apocalypse. Uh, the moon is crashing to the earth, and it's going to blow us all to hell. And it's about a young couple who want to spend their last night together. They get separated in a, you know, just a little area of L.A., and uh, they try to get back together and find each other before, before it, so they can be together should the world end like it's supposed to. And we don't want to tell how they got separated because that would be, you've got to watch it to find that That's out. That's right. i got to be selective. I don't know why I saw like an <laughs> insert zombie scene in there because I saw a movie where they got split up and it was a zombie that was chasing them. But there's no zombies. We don't have one. zombies. No, no. zombies. These, these, this, this apocalypse is, uh, is, is, is uh, caused by the moon. And uh, no undead. Wow. Now, when you say that, mm -hmm. when you say apocalypse caused by the moon, and then you, you you just told me that you don't have, like, a huge budget, I already see, like, a very high production value for something like apocalypse and what you're saying. That's How right. did you possibly make it seem like there was tension and there was all of these things that should happen during an apocalypse with no money? Well, it goes back to what do you have access to? Ah. 
So now it's it's made me even more curious to see it because it's like, wow, even especially for an aspiring filmmaker, because they're like, what? Alan did this with practically no budget (laughs) and there's an apocalypse and there's this. So now it makes people want to see it even more. I hope so. And I and I and I hope that um, people are impressed by it. You know, I've my feeling on making a film because you, you're never going to make everybody happy right? yeah so i think okay well what do i like this is what i like yeah right and i'm going to make what i like and people right. who like it will like it people That's who won't important. won't you know my mother will probably never like any <laughs> film i ever make in my life because she thinks they're too violent they're too gory they're you so know. what if somebody came to you though and they said well, you know we really like what you do with magic hour i want to pay you an, an insert a huge <laughs> amount of money but it's a subject matter that you hate absolutely hate but you're going to get fame and recognition and fortune well here's what i would have to say and women are contortionists (laughs) all around you as a perk right (laughs) what do you do alan here's what i would do i you i i would say sure (laughs) (laughs) all right you know because you could get experience out of it there's experience coming from anywhere I will always take something and make it my own, yeah. okay? And, and, and there are certain filmmakers who are very talented at giving the studio what they want. They're, right. they're very, um, they're, they're the filmmakers who, they're reliable, they, they know what they're doing, they're going to get their big budgets and they're going to do their thing. And then you have other filmmakers who are known because you don't tell them what to do, but you know when you hire this guy, they're going to make their kind of film. Right. And I hope that that's what I develop. You know, right. I, I, you know when, when somebody asks me, you wanted to write a, a love story, so you wrote this, you know, crazy, quirky, violent, you know, <laughs> apocalyptic movie, and that's a love story. And I'm like, to me, it's an incredible love story. I don't know about yeah. you guys, but oh, I, I think it's, I think it's really a romantic story. Oh, good. Well, we definitely want to see that now. Uh, last but question. I had to have, you know, I had to have the apocalypse. You had to have the <laughs> apocalypse love story. I, I, I don't think there's many of them. I am looking forward to this. So last question, and we're going to move on to Russ. Uh, actors, actors obviously know how to market and today um social media oh, is your yeah. business card and yeah. actors are usually actors are very good at promoting and networking and marketing themselves for their projects but i have come across a lot of directors that don't really feel like they want to do that they don't want to really do the business side of it they just want to direct i have found that just in my small amount of dealings with you you're an incredible promoter you really have promoted just coming on the show today you did excellent cross promotion you really seem to be involved and understand that you can't just have the title of director and not do anything with it so how do you any tips how do you successfully market and network yourself as a director to get other projects um one we know you got to market yourself social via social media but what else can a director do yeah and and on the social media tip actually hey. when we first started i had to go to Brisa because wow. i was like i don't know what i'm doing how do i do this and she gave me tips and okay. like you said you know she she's really good at it so yeah she, she actors oh. tend to they love that she taught me what actor doesn't like to promote themselves <laughs> exactly. i mean you wouldn't be an actor you know exactly. it's, it's hard to do that some people there's a stigma about you know this e- ego and putting it out there but unfortunately now you have more tools to really put your craft out there and so i i mean obviously i love the story that's why i'm here and um i remember just telling alan like alan i will take over 
you tell me what God. this is, blah, blah, oh. blah. He's like, no, it's okay. Just tell me what to do. And I was like, okay. And I was literally like, Eugene, you need to do this. You need to hashtag this. You need to do this. I, I went to school for Yeah, he has some so. serious hashtags <laughs> yeah. going on. You did a good job, <laughs> Lisa. Like, tag the actors. The actors are going to want to, you know, put yeah. it out there. So, um, oh, yeah. I've, this is such a great And you know, that's great that you as an actress on this project are involved in helping and more than just being an actor. There are so many actors come in, do the part, and they roll out. They're on to the next project, and they don't they don't think right. about the last one. They really don't. They just want to get their IMDb credit, that's, and that's yeah. it. And, and that's not how that. it yeah. is. Because those people, you don't know what's going to happen to those people that you just worked on a film. They could blow up and you know be hired by a major studio, and they're going to remember that you did what you did for Alan with the social media, did right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, she taught me. So you know, when it came time to start doing the social media. Um, I got a lot of help there. Um, and my wife, Candy, yeah. you know, she, she did as well. Um, she would always tell me, she's like, you're just not hashtagging. Candy was funny. Candy was funny. She was on you. She wrote me hard when it came to that. She'd be like, oh, you missed this hashtag. Why aren't you hashtagging Hollywood? Yes. Young Hollywood. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. Okay. Okay. I'll do it. Um, but in terms of, um, in terms of getting it out there, I, there's no point in me doing this if I'm not going to promote it. Yeah. Because nobody's going to come to me because nobody knows I exist. Right. 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 So, you know, I, if, if I want this to be successful, I need to put it out there. I have no choice but to put it out there. If, you know, I had Warner Brothers behind me with the $45 million budget promoting the film, hey, great. Then yeah. I don't really need to do anything. But I don't. The only way I'm going to get anybody to know about it is post about it on social media and show people and see if I can get people to look at it. And, and that's what we're doing. And the other, the other part of your question, my goal ultimately for the film is, you know, we wanted to go to film festivals. You know, like I, we, yeah. we know we're in post production now. We're in post production, and, and you know, it's it's taking a little longer than we had intended. But our goal is to and really why have is that? time and money. Well, no money, <laughs> time so lots and no of time. Money. <laughs> time. Yeah, time and no money. So you know, editing. You know, I've had I've done editing. We we've got we're bringing on some editors to help. Um, there are some visual effects that we have people working on and you know we and for these things may I may I offer some advice um, like what Alan is talking about there's always going to be things that pop up that you need pickup shots you mm -hmm. need there's always something so when you are budgeting for this we're talking mm -hmm. a non-zero budget <laughs> when you have money or you're trying to get money Please, please, please factor in that you have to have money for, as we're talking about post-production, I mean, you have to have money for obviously other things, but post-production, a lot of people forget after you make the film, you're not finished with it. You have to think about submitting to film festivals yeah. and doing promotion. And these film festivals are crazy ass expensive. And um, so, and then, Say you're at a film festival and somebody goes, oh, my gosh, I love your film. I want you, I want to distribute it for you. And you think, oh, you know, you hear stars and you're like, oh, well, I'm going to get a hand on the star on the Walk of Fame. But you know what? If you don't have a certain amount of money for that distribution deal, it's not going to happen. And a lot of people forget to put aside money for the distribution. They're not going to pay for everything. There's a lot of fees that are involved if you get a distribution deal that you are required to, to do, to have. So keep that in mind. Yeah. So, you know, people need to think about that. So uh, you are almost finished. And then yeah. after post-production, you go 
to obviously people should know what pre-production and production and post-production is but you're in post-production how what do you expect um you'll be wrapping it up and then what are you going to do next our goal is to be done by the end of the year so that we can hit the 2019 film festivals yeah um whatever yeah. film festivals you know yeah. obviously a lot of local ones in la obviously a lot of local ones in new york yes um, and please, people, pick film festivals that, one, you can afford, because you've already started saving money. Yeah. Uh, and also, for new filmmakers, pick, find people who either work at a film festival, who are friends at film festivals. Somebody's like, hey, if I can submit to your film festival, you think it can be seen? Because we've already talked many times on the show about how, honestly, filmmakers, when you submit and you pay your hard-earned money, the films don't always get viewed because there are so many submissions. And, you know, we got to be straight up and honest with you. Nepotism is involved in every aspect of life. So you got to remember that the people who own the film festivals, their priority is going to go to the friends and family first and the main talent. So they have a small amount of slots. So you want to submit to the to friends and family. It might be able to put in a good word for you. And also... Please pick film festivals that the priority is the genre of your film. If you have a horror film, do not go submitting it to a comedy film festival. It, it's just not going to work. So think about the genre. Very, very important. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So we are going to move on to uh, Rusty, Ru uh, Rustic Russ. Yeah. And uh, Rustin let's turn Nixon. that around on the gorgeous. The gorgeous, sexy. Our favorite uh, hipster. Real quick. <laughs> favorite hipster. Right. Rusty, as we um, as we said earlier, he is a line producer. So he is, a lot of people ask me, what the hell is a line producer? They don't really know what a line producer is, what they do. Uh, real quick, um, if I can find it, I think we have a little bio for Rusty. Real quick, he graduated from the University of Colorado in 2005. Go fight them buffaloes, whoever the buffaloes are. I, I, don't, I don't know if it's a slogan. I, I agree with you, but it sounds right. He came to L.A. and he said he failed horribly oh, yeah. in a half-assed attempt at becoming a filmmaker. Oh, my gosh, he worked for Hustler Magazine. I have yeah. a friend that works there now in uh, yeah the IT department. Um, and he delivered mar What? Wait, he worked for marijuana. Wait, wait, he worked for Hustler Magazine, delivered marijuana. I love it. Yeah. You can deliver some right to our house after this show. I was not aware of any uh, of this, yeah. mister. I, these are, these are the, the career choices I couldn't bring up to family members. Uh, so. What happened to our rap party? <laughs> I know. You didn't contribute and bring a damn thing, you cheap ass. I have a bunch of old magazines. That's dirty, Severance package. And, and he said that he also frequently fought with his uh, then-girlfriend and business partner as they failed horribly at owning a small business he's yep. so honest and pure and organic uh, i love out. it i love it um <laughs> he said that he settled now into a career as a digital marketing something or another we don't know because he loves sitting in meetings where people speak inane business jargon yay who doesn't love that yeah oh, Woo! Yeah. you are really funny have you ever thought of being a script writer i mean you know i've written some you're very there. funny uh yeah you know it's, um, I've seen his scripts. Don't encourage him. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, because it, you know. Uh, I think he's funny. <laughs> Oh my God! I feel like that, I gotta go now. Wow! No! I, yeah! That I 
actually is. Oh, my gosh. So real quick, what are the duties and responsibilities of a line producer? Well, I mean, to be completely transparent, I mean, it's not anything that I, I've done uh, on a big scale. But basically, you know, when you when it comes to doing line producing, it's it's a lot of uh, logistics. It's a lot of understanding what you're supposed to do if you have a budget, what you're supposed to do with that money in terms of where it's supposed to go in pre-production, in production, in post-production. Um, which I have not been doing my job in post-production, but it's been a little bit uh, <laughs> difficult because a lot of the editors on the East Coast and yeah. Anthony um, is handling that right now uh, more than I am. Um, but that's kind of it. So for this film... And all I, the scheduling. Yeah, yeah so you got to keep things scheduling. on budget. So you got to make sure... When we were shooting, he yeah. was the you know he made sure that all our talent knew where and when to be and that if we did have if it was somebody else's you know house yeah. or something that okay this is when we're showing up and yeah i think it's one of those things too it's um the one thing i do know is on a set depending on the personalities involved you know people can have different jobs mm -hmm. and they yeah. can they can often sort of eclipse one another so right. a lot of what you might do as a line producer will it will start to 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 blend into what maybe an ad does yeah because i was hearing that thinking ad yeah but. yeah but it's not you know depending on who the ad is and who the line producer is or which line producer you have who works in the art department i mean there's just whatever i mean there are directors that show up to the set just so there's a name yeah as a director and then there yeah. are other directors that are very hands-on from the beginning to the end of the film the auteur so you know, it just depends for for more a, a more technical explanation of what a line producer is. It's just really just figuring out how to connect what needs to be done with what the director wants to have done from the beginning to the end of the film process. So you don't really work on more than one film at a time. You're not okay. supposed to. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So. Perfect. Well, there you go. So do you like being a line producer? I, it's, a, you know, it's all right. I think um, <laughs> what I really want to do is direct. <laughs> No, um, well, I guess I'm going to be a male porn star here. Yeah, soon, that's but, right. Uh, no. Sasquatch Hunter. <laughs> what? <laughs> we'll, we'll fill it, you in. It was way in the beginning. Oh, no. Um, no, what was, I'm sorry, what was the question? Uh, do you like being oh, a line producer? I think, I think it's I like think, many things See, wait film. a minute, Alan. I think that he still has that job as marijuana deliverer. Oh, I <laughs> He's wish. like, what's that question? <laughs> no, but um, I think, um, I think it's like everything in film. I think. Yeah. The job would be great. It would be a great job if you have money. Okay, so it's definitely trying a to pro. get people to do things for free is already difficult, and then trying to get them to to wrangle their schedules. Let's say you're an AD or a line producer, and trying to wrangle schedules for free is that can be a little bit difficult. Oh, it's because challenging. Because you can't really you can't really tell people like if you're not going to get paid. It's like, well, we weren't going to get paid anyway. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's true. That's <laughs> so, good. I guess you're not coming. Very challenging uh, job. Yeah. Excitement, titillation. It's oh yeah, very titillating. Don't um, know if you're going to get killed or anything. Well, you, you know, know, and then every once in a while, that's supposed. You know, that's you know, uh, we did have a couple of run-ins with with people. Maybe just one that one night, and I think like the that syrup. was. The yeah. syrup. Oh, yeah. That was probably my job to diffuse it, and of course I didn't because I'm not very good at confrontation. So I just walked away while somebody yeah. got angry. Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, but yeah, that's. I mean, you know, by and large, that's, that's what you do. I would. I like to do it. Yeah, I think it would be great. But again, it would be. Uh, it would be a little bit easier with with some kind of money yeah. going on. Oh, so, yeah, it know. is. But you're learning because the techniques that you're learning now is going to help you when you do have a budget. I mean, you know, you're going to say, hey, we can do it this way. I because... have fantasies about me putting my feet up on a desk with a big cigar and saying, you know, back when we were doing it. Yeah, when we did back, it. back when we were we pro first... Alan Matt. We got it oh, done. But, but you bring up a big good point, and to his point, that that's part of what we're doing. Yes. Oh, yes. my God. Sorry. That's we got to move on.
come on, real quick, Breeza, Breeza, turn it on, Breeza, real quick. Breeza, how do you love being a part of the project? Oh, I love it. I love it. I'm really grateful at how the casting happened. I got involved because of Maurice, the uh, my co-lead, and. I, I, I read the script and I immediately fell in love and I'm just really happy to be a part of it. And from the beginning, you know, I was committed to it and those long nights. Let me tell you, this project really, um, this project really Oh my oh, God. Oh, Jesus. God. Breeze, I'm so sorry. sorry. We would have got you in earlier, but I want to thank you so much. Go to at the underscore Breezeness. Yes. Yes, Russ does not have a damn website. We don't know no. what, what he's <laughs> doing on there. I work in digital marketing, but I don't like it. Yes. And then check out Alan on Facebook at The Magic Film Hour. Uh, just go to Magic Hour Film. Magic Hour Film. And on Facebook, you can find links to all the other social media platforms. Yes. And on Instagram and all of them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And follow everybody. They're fun people. Thank you so much, everybody. Say goodbye to your fans. Bye, Bye. fans. Russ, say <laughs> goodbye to your fans. Bye, fans. Bye, fans. And everybody who's not. <laughs> Bye, everybody. We'll see you next week. Oh, let me get it. Bye, everybody. We'll see you next week on Question Reality. Bye! You're listening to Question Reality with Priscilla Leona right here on LA Talk Radio.